right, everybody, I am excited to share this recording with you. It's a little bit different, but this is spiritual sticky notes. You know, we share the things that stick with us and this definitely stuck with me. It's a little bit longer and I'm sorry guys, but I truly hope that it blesses you and that you get something from it. So enjoy and let us know how you feel about what stuck with me this week. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. I'm excited to have you here. We're talking about submission still, and today we're going to talk about what it means to submit when it comes to our sin. Um, I did a crazy word study, and I ended up on this really weird journey, but I learned so many things about sin and submission, and I cannot wait to share them with you. Um, Today, I want to start with this. I read several places. I started in 1 Peter, went to 2 Peter, then I ended up in Romans, okay? Romans chapter 6 is where I spent most of my time. And in this part of Romans, we're talking about shifting and becoming a slave to Christ. And what does that really mean? And a lot of times we get stuck on the word slave and it gets kind of heavy, but the reality is we're really just talking about uncontested submission um slavery actually means in this instance when we are going through this process when we're talking about submitting our sin in um first peter and in romans there's so much in there go back and read first peter chapter 2 and romans chapter 6 really just kind of jump in them and you will find so many good things um the first thing I want to tell you is slavery in this instance actually means the word doulos, okay? Doulos means fearful obligation or uncontested submission, okay? So it means somebody who's giving yourself up, giving ourselves up for another's will, all right? And we're going to start there. So I was trying to figure out, well, what does that have to do with sin? What does that have to do with our submission to Christ? How does that all work? So I'm in the process of learning and developing, and I got stuck on this statement. It says, we have unacknowledged sin. And when we have unacknowledged sin, it impedes our ability to submit. So the fact that we haven't acknowledged some things that we've done, we haven't truly taken accountability and responsibility for the things that we've committed. Like there are times I know that I committed a sin. I did something wrong, but it was just kind of like, God, cover my sins. I didn't really say, God, this is what I did. And it doesn't reflect your image. And I'm supposed to be walking in your image. So what I'm doing is not you. And I need you to help me shift my mindset and my thoughts and my processes to help me better manage my sin and my ability to submit. So what do we do if we want to move away from this bondage or this yoke? Well, we have to figure out what bondage is first. And bondage is actually our actions are driven by our fleshly desires. When he's talking about being in bondage in this instant, he's talking about our choices not reflecting the God that we serve and our desire to please and glorify God. It reflects our desire to satisfy and pacify our flesh. And that's not what we want to do, right? So 
then the question comes up, well, how do we ensure that our actions give glory to our father? Well, we have to look at the best example. And that example is Jesus. So um, I went to first Peter chapter two, verses 21 through 25, and you can go back and read it. But in this section, it's actually talking about Jesus being the best example of submission. And he gives them, don't do this. And Jesus didn't do this, but I'm a teacher. And anyone who knows talking to kids, like you can't just tell a kid, don't do something. You got to tell them what they can do. So they don't get caught up in, well, she said, I can't do this. Why would she say that? Right? So I shifted everything and I put them in positive do these phrases. So phase number one, be honest and true in your conversation with others. Not just honest and true as in you tell them the truth, but honest and true as in true in heart, true in mind, being true to yourself and the conversations. I know I had a tendency to just be like, this white lie ain't going to get caught. It's not a big deal. I'm just trying to save their feelings. No, we can't do that. Being humble and forgiving when others insult you. We have to be humble. Like there are a lot of times if you think about Jesus and the insulting and the issues that he went through, he went through so much, but he never, you know, said anything about them. He never judged them. He was humble. He was like, "Mm, it is what it is. We have to be that. Not because it's about them. It's about us. Because the moment we start walking in a fence is the moment where we allow ourselves to be impacted by the decisions and thoughts of others. Leave the revenge to God. Okay, that's number three. Leave the revenge to God. This is not your problem to solve. None of our problems are ours to solve. If we would just release them, it'd be okay. But even our problems of sin, not just sins we've committed, but sins that have been committed against us, it's not our job. We can't do that. So when we're talking about being submitted, we have to learn to allow God to get our revenge because our hearts need to be pure. And they can't be pure if we always thinking about a way to get back at so-and-so or we just mad. You can't think and, and act nicely and have positive conversation with people if you're still mad at so-and-so from last week. I know I can't, okay? So here's one. When God calls you to bear the burdens of your brothers and sisters, bear them. Be there. Support others. I think a lot of times we feel like we have to bear our problems alone. We have to address our sins alone. Like if you struggle with a sin, like you don't have to deal with that alone. There are times in life where you can make decisions and you can talk to someone to hold you accountable so that you don't commit the sin. The problem is we like to go to our accountability partner after we already did something and be like, girl, help me through this. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have that accountability partner so that when they see signs, when they see signals, or when you're about to be in a situation, you can call them and they can help you be reminded of the walk that you chose. Um, I have multiple accountability partners, but even in these last few years, I've had to shift and get new partners because I was too comfortable with the people that I had. Sometimes you just have to do that and that's perfectly okay. But also know, 
that if it's not your season, don't do it. It says when God calls you, God called Jesus and told him he needed to come down here and help us because we was acting a fool, right? He said, if this cup, you know, take it from me, if it's not your will. He said that. Jesus said that. He, he said, take it from me. So if he said that, we have to be in the mindset of saying, God, this is your will. I'll bear it for my sister. But if it's not your will, send someone to help her because it's not my place. Send someone to be her support because it's it's not her place. Okay. And the next thing. Turn from the world to God. Now, that sounds simple, but it's actually pretty difficult. I know what it's like. Our submission to authority on earth reflects our submission to Christ. Do what they tell you, even if they're cruel. Like, that's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16. When we're turning from the world and turning to God, we have to submit to the laws of this land in an appropriate form. We have to submit to where we are. We have to submit to those around us. You know, when we think about our bosses, the people around us, they're not always nice. Sometimes they're cruel. When people are cruel to you, they have ill intentions, but they may have good purpose in the end or whatever, but we can't get mad at the delivery. God is pleased when we endure things god is pleased when we put up with the mess it's not our job to correct the mess it's our job to walk in obedience of his will so we're moving on we're going to romans and i want to make it clear when we're submitting to god we're submitting to his will for our life and a lot of people are always like what does that actually mean Well, this is when I get to Romans. Romans chapter 6, the whole chapter, but Romans chapter 6 verse 14 shows us we're always submitted. The question is never what or are we submitted or can we truly submit? The question is what are we submitted to? It says in Romans 6 and 16, we choose to obey either our flesh or our father, like those are our choices, right? So if we're choosing to obey something at all times, one of them has to be sin, right? So obedience isn't difficult. It's choosing to deny our flesh, to desire our flesh, deny our fleshly desires and our own innate desires. That's what we struggle with. We obey our craving for companionship when we send that text message. We knew we weren't supposed to send a text message. We knew we weren't supposed to call that person. We knew all of those things, but we still did them. And the question is why? Because we were obeying our flesh. So if we're now obeying our flesh, that means all we have to do is take the same action that we did when we were obeying our flesh and apply it to the Father. Every time we get that notification, our heart popped a little bit, right? Every time we got that text message, we was like, oh, I'm so happy to get it. It should be the same way when we speak to God. 
And the reason why we got excited about those text messages or those conversations with people is because the more we talk to them, the more connection we had with them. So if we apply that to the same situation, the more we had interaction with that fleshly desire, the more we desired it, we, all we have to do is ship it. The more I talk to God, the more I spend time with him, the more connected I am, the more I'll naturally want to desire him, the more I'll spend time with him, the more I'll call on him because I'm like, man, the last time we talked, it was good. So let me get back over here and get in this journal and get in this word and get to spending time with him. So when we get to that point, we have to put ourselves in a position where rather than obeying our flesh, we're obeying and able to obey God's calling to relationship and devoting time to him. The more we do that, the more we naturally submit, okay? And I was trying to figure out, like, how do we know that we're not submitted? How do we know that we're still in sin? Well, sin always puts a desire to want more, right? always puts a desire to need more. And then I got caught in Colossians chapter one, verse 20 through 23. And you can go back and read it. But as we move closer to God, we move away from things that attached us to our sin. Hopelessness is a fruit of people who are not submitted and are still tethered to sin. Because we find assurance when we're submitted to God, when we follow him. So if we get assurance, we get hope when we follow Christ and when we're submitted to him. As soon as we find ourselves in hopeless situations, we feel like we're hopeless, then that is a sign that we're still tethered. If we still feel like, ah, ain't no way I'm going to be able to fix this. Oh, ain't no way I'm going to be able to get out of this. The moment we start saying that is the moment we need to say, okay, God, what area? Where? I'm not seeing it and start asking God, God, reveal to me the areas where I'm still, uh, you know, obeying my flesh, God, reveal to me those areas where I'm still not following your will, where I'm still not committing to your word, reveal to me those things so that I can see what you have for me so that I can make good decisions that reflect you. God, just as I write, as I journal, just show me things like I deal with this thing called envy, y'all. And it's so bad sometimes that I'm just like, God. I don't want to see nothing. I won't scroll down Facebook. I won't scroll down Instagram because I know he's working with me in that area. And I can't deal with those things until I deal with myself. Like a lot of times we're like, well, if I just delete and block everybody, I won't be mad no more. Nope. But as soon as you turn it back on, you're going to be mad again. So until you deal with your own self, just like I'm dealing with my own stuff, it's not going to solve itself. You're not going to truly be submitted. You can be lying to yourself. We're going to be creating this unrealistic expectation that's going to make us hopeless as soon as we jump back on. We're like, God, I'm still envious. Why? Right. But the reality is all we have to do is take some time, acknowledge it. Even today, I had to take a moment. There was somebody that I saw on my Instagram feed and I was just like, man, as soon as I saw that face, I got a little, little envy up in my spirit. Why? Well, I put them on mute. And then I instantly went to my journal and I wrote that face down and the, the name of the person. And I said, you know, God, show me why this person 
Help me to see my heart, expose my areas. And why does that person trigger me? Okay, because it's not the person. They didn't do anything. They trigger something in me. So what emotion was or expectation did I have for myself that they show me I haven't met? And the reality is it's an expectation that God never wanted for me. God never had any of the things that that person was connected to for me. Okay. And you kind of have to do the same thing. You have to say, okay, God, this is what triggered me today. And it made me feel this emotion. And I know that's not one of your fruits of the spirit. So if it's not your fruit, God, show me what branch I'm connected to, what person I'm connected to, what thing I'm connected to that allowed me to get in the situation where I made those things. And then God, show me how to cut it off. Show me how to prune it. And I get on pruning another day so that I can be more connected to you. So I wanted to share that with you. I know this was a lot, but I really hope it blessed you. Um, I want to leave you with this. We are always submitting. The question is never, are we submitting? The question is who and what are we submitted to? Are we following our flesh? Are we following our father? Get a journal, take some notes, and be honest with yourself. Because being honest with ourselves in this season is the only way we can submit. Because we can't give anything over to the Father if we haven't acknowledged that it exists. And it's going to hurt and it may cause some tears, but I promise you it is worth every single second. So I hope this blessed you. I'm going to give you those scriptures again. You can go read them and take them all down. It says... 1 Peter chapter 2, the whole chapter, Romans chapter 6, the whole chapter, and Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 23. Go back, read, meditate on them, let them show you what you want to see and what God wants you to see, and I pray that you're blessed by it. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I am so glad that you took the time to spend with me in devotion today. You know, that means so much, and I hope you take some time to find us on our um, Instagram at Spiritual Sticky Notes, or you can find us on Facebook at Spiritual Sticky Notes. We have a page, we have a group, and we love to share the Word of God. So if you feel like being a part of a community and you want to share the Word, please join us. I can't wait to interact and meet you and hear all the good things that you would like to share with us.